0: Last week we learned that PPI, producer price index, came in hotter than expected. Then we got CPI, at least CPI headline, coming in hotter than expected. So I got to ask Taylor from Life Goal Investments, what does the market say about inflation? What does the market say about the Fed pivot or rate cuts? What is going on, young man? What what are we doing?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, market, does, we we are able to look at forward expectations for. Uh, for, for inflation and they went up dramatically. So, um, more than I had anticipated. So they went up from three, one a year out to three, eight a year out. Mm -hmm. So you saw a meaningful move up in inflation expectations. Now that's just the street, but the street is very important because we're all the ones making the decisions on what we're doing with our money. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the problem with inflation expectations is once they get entrenched, it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's, that's where we've seen things spiral out of control in the past. But um, what we see now is the market has started to reprice a little bit about its Fed expectations moving forward. Mm-hmm. So it's still most likely, base case scenario, based on what the market's saying right now, is that we don't get a rate hike this year. So there's only about a 7% chance we get a rate hike in November. And then there's about a 1 in 3 chance we get a rate hike in December.
0: Yeah, I think this is important. Um, and I'm going to call this a Fed pivot. Um, because I think all of this started last Sunday, so not this past Sunday, but the one eight days ago and the vice chair, uh, basically came out and said, um, basically came out and said, we're done the market, the market has taken, like the market moved like 43 basis points on the, on the 10 year. And since the last fed meeting, we've also seen credit tightening. Right. It, it, we, there was a survey by New York Fed that just said it's it's hard. It's the hardest on record to get credit um, yep. when comparing to last year. So I, I really do think the Fed is pivoted and it is no longer how high it's all how long. And I think yep. that is a huge pivot that not many people are talking about.
1: So it's it's a very interesting point. I will make a comment directly on the how long, which is surprising what the market's playing in pricing in right now. But I think that uh, Jerome Powell in his last press conference came out and said um, we like the looks of the past three inflationary reports. And I scratched the back of my head when he said that because the last three inflationary reports, in my interpretation from face value, have not been very pretty. So I was thinking mm. to myself. What is it that he's referring to that he's so happy with? And one of the things was the underlying price of shelter coming down. Right. But last, you know, last last week when CPI came back out, yeah, we actually saw a little bit of a reversal there. So it was coming down and then it marginally went up. So it's uh it's one of those things where I don't see the the fairy dust that is out there in the inflationary reports that they're trying to put on them, to be honest with you. I don't think they look all that pretty. And with that, the surprising point to your point. Is that the market is saying, listen, they're not going higher from here, but how long are they going to stay there? And the market right now for next year is pricing in three interest rate cuts in 2024. And I look at it and say, man, three interest rate cuts in 2024, and inflation still is a little bit of a problem right now. And the last three inflationary prints, although the Fed said they were good, I don't see them as being so pretty. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, it is – well, let's talk about the market again. This is my opinion. You've been on the street for ten plus years. I think the market, at least in this rate cycle, has clearly been optimistic. Oh, every I, single at, at every intersection. Every intersection. So the fact that the market is calling in three cut three rate cuts next year, I call BS. And they, you know, you've been you've been wrong for eighteen months. Change your playbook, right? You look right. at different things.
1: And, and for um, context. At one point from where we're at right now, they were pricing in five interest rate cuts next year. Right. So we've already baked two of them out of that cake.
0: Yeah. It's it's interesting. But I really at this point to me, I do think the conversation over rotates to a recession. Uh it still feels to me, and I've made the call, so I'll stick with it, that a recession starts Q Q1. one. Q one's the first negative quarter. And um the real question is going to be: Is it kind of short and shallow, like we all hope? You know, negative point one, point two, point three, kind of negative. At that rate, I don't think the Fed cuts. If we get a you know a point one, point four, you know the Fed starts tinkering. So I, you know.
1: So it, here's it, the it, interesting thing from the other side. One, I'll say, Paul Tudor Jones said the said the exact same thing. He agrees with you that Q. Oh, wow. Is- a recession will start, so that's not a bad guy to have in your camp. <laughs> I like it. I did not know that. Oh, he's an icon. He is an icon. Yeah. You put him up against, you know, basically yeah. anyone. Ray Dalio. He's right in that same conversation. Yeah. Here's the interesting point: when it comes to the actual markets. Mm-hmm. So let 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 me, because you always do this to me. So let me do it back to you. What do you guess that the market is pricing in from an S and P 500 earnings perspective next year?
0: Oh God, the markets always rosy. I'm going to say plus 12 percent.
1: Nail on the head, plus 12%. You are the man. (laughs) I've done this a while. (laughs) No, hell yeah, but that's awesome. So you you, you literally hit the nail on the head. So try to write this to me, though. Write these ships that are moving in opposite directions to me. The markets say, okay, three interest rate cuts. That's a pretty brutal economy that would have to play out in order for that to take place. And on the other side, 12% earnings growth in S&P yeah. 500 companies. That's just, yeah. it's just one of those things where you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? And that's I, what's I being know. placed in on both sides.
0: I agree. Um, you know, the market often often does kind of play both sides. And it's it's funny. I don't think you get three rate cuts and I don't think you get 12% earnings growth. I, I'm right?
1: 100% with you, 100% with you. It's, it's in between on both of them. The rate, the, the I, interest t- rate, totally or, I'm sorry, the earnings are not that good and the interest rate cuts are not that good.
0: Yeah. There, there's one more thing. Uh, I have a I have a stock guy on Sundays now, Dan Bird. And one of the things that he showed me, I, I don't know if you have these indexes or you've looked at them, but apparently there's a small cap index and a mid cap index.
1: Yep. The Russell 2000 well, small cap index.
0: Yeah. So both of those have rolled over in really noticeable ways. Yep. While the bigger companies have not. Yep. And what I propose to him, and I'll just let you react off the off the top of your head is, I think what you're seeing in the small cap, because the small cap rolled over hard, mid-cap has just started to roll over, is higher interest rates and tight lending conditions.
1: 100%. 100%. So I think
0: you're seeing, that's what I think the Fed is seeing, Yep. right? When, I, when the Fed looks out there, they're they're seeing the, the, I don't want to call it the weakest, the smallest, whatever you want to call it, get hurt, then the mid-caps. And the question is, how high do we go, right? The yeah. Magnificent Seven, dude, they print money. Not going to be impact. Doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter.
1: They, where does so I'll stop? Look at this stop? Bo- I'll look at this on both perspectives because I think you just hit the nail on the head on the one side. But on the low side to start, being the Russell two thousand, being the small cap index, that has a massive weighting towards financials. That's one uh, of the reasons it's gotten pounded so badly. Is that financials and regional banks are such a massive impact upon that space, and they've obviously they got off they got up off the mat a little bit after the SVB drawdown. They drew down massively. They got up a little bit and then they've been since pummeled. And every time we see an inflationary print that comes out the tot and the Fed has to react to that, they get hit again. And mm. so that's that's one okay. of the reasons you've had Thank such you. a massive impact in the Russell 2000, which is the small cap index. But to your point, if you strip out, so the Russell 2000 is up, I believe 1.2% this year mm-hmm. versus the S&P up somewhere in that 14% ballpark. But to your point, when you strip out the Magnificent Seven, the the SP is very ho hum from a performance standpoint as well. But you hit the nail on the head. The fact is, big magnificent seven companies that print money, they do not need to lend. Or I'm sorry, they do not need borrow. to borrow. They don't right. need to borrow. So that does not impact them whatsoever. And then their cash reserves that they sit on, they're like a bank. They yeah. go out and get, you know, five, six percent on cash reserves. And they're very, very smart. One of the biggest bond portfolios in the world, I actually believe it's the biggest bond portfolio in the world is Apple's cash is literally larger than any other bond fund in the world. And so you look at it and go, okay, I get why higher rates is actually supporting them. And you know what it also does? Stymies out growth of new competition coming in.
0: Oh yeah. Because one, because you can't, the IPO, you know, IPO windows closed. Yeah.
1: IPO windows closed. Private market lending is, is, is closed. Private financing is closed. It's uh, they can't get investors from anyway.
0: Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, let's talk about banks on our next episode. But before we do that, where can people find you?
1: Yeah. Thanks so much. Find us at Life Goal Investments on both Instagram and on TikTok. You're the man, Michael.